Wired access. Yeah. Wired access. We'll do it live! Do it live! Coach. Coach up. Coach. Coach Mo. 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 Wired Access. We'll do it live. All right. Welcome to Wired Access Podcast, where you got myself, Kendall Wickwire. We have the owner of Wired Training Facility, Brian Southworth. Today, we are welcoming two guys who continue to give back to this basketball. But actually, I think it's more of the athlete community. If you think of just one sport, I think you're really not looking at what they do when they connect. I have Mr. Greg Hepburn and Mr. Mo Williams. Coach Mo, Coach Hep is the way I call him. Welcome, guys. Thank you Thank for having you. us. Ooh, so one of the things that I want to start is what made you want to give back to those who might be less fortunate than the next. Hepburn, let's start with you. So um, I just was playing a lot when I was younger, um, in my mid-20s. Never even really thought about coaching at all. And a friend of mine who was coaching, you know, kind of got me into it. He's like, hey, you know, I've got this going on. You know, want to have you over, um, help out a little bit. What do you think? So that was about 99, right before I got married. And I've been doing it ever since. He left. I created my own organization, uh, did that for about two years, and then it kind of, you know, tapered off. And then when my boys uh, started getting of age, kind of circled back around into it naturally because they wanted to play sports because I was around it all the time. And um, that just kind of became um, just a passion for me. And at the time, we were living in North Omaha, and a lot of the kids that, you know, we were working with were uh, through the Butler Gas YMCA. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, there's – Oftentimes, a lot of need there, and so um, you know, resources you know aren't necessarily there all the time, and so you know that just became part of what it was that I knew of coaching was to be able to you know find resources or connect resources or provide resources myself any way I could. So I like that, Mo. What what got you into your position? Well, my brother was playing for the YMCA. I remember just attending his game. My mom told me to drop him off and leave and then uh the coach didn't show up and so I just was standing there end up coaching that game went up winning I think he was in like kindergarten and uh the parents came to me at the next week and said when's the next practice and I was like I'm not here to do that I'm in college you know I was by a senior I'm like I'm, I'm doing other stuff you know good stuff right <laughs> you know and so I started coming back every week just to help out and then ended up keeping that team for you know four or five games and then it just became um, a big thing, and I just kept that team, added a couple other teams, and wanted wanted to help out. Um, then I was approached by uh, Carl Washington at CW Boxing Club, and Carl came up to me and he said, uh, I have a big group of kids that need coaches, and there's six or seven guys 
Beckett, I need you to be there. And I said, I don't, I don't really want to take this super serious. But I also knew how it was. So I, I grew up, I grew up in North Carolina, um, and then partly here in, in North Omaha. And I, I knew exactly what he was talking about. So he kind of wrote me into it. And um, then we ended up having a lot of good kids that played. Um, just, uh, like we said earlier, not only basketball, it was football, baseball. Uh, there were good kids in the classroom, and they just didn't have that opportunity until we kind of came in. We did a lot of fundraisers and helped them out. And so then I just kind of continued and stayed in it, um, ended up getting a speed and agility um, certification. Um, because I started seeing, like when, I, when we were young, I think all of us was, I started seeing that uh, a, lot of, a lot of kids are natural athletes in a sense, but – there was a lot of injuries that could, that were happening because no one taught a kid how to properly run or jump because we just didn't have access or, or money for that. And I'd see, I'd see kids that, in the neighborhood that would fall, you know, tear an ACL. And, you know, back then it was – your career was over. <laughs> you know, your career now was over. Now it's like a, just a couple months yeah. and you're right back <laughs> and in. you're right back in. You're right back in. And so um, I wanted to help um, those kids um, do that. And so I started kind of spreading that – knowledge and said if I can help that little piece of uh getting you know getting kids there I can help out and I try to keep it um you know affordable I keep it affordable you know we have kids that you know I have set prices you know but if a kid really comes to me and he needs he needs that and he wants to have that extra edge I make sure that I find access to help them out well obviously both of you have sons that play basketball and uh, if you would take both of your sons what do you think you giving back to others have taught them Greg, what do you think that that has brought to your family? Just that aspect. Several things. I think the first thing that has brought them, what I wanted to see is um, appreciation for what's provided for them. Um, Because not everyone is fortunate enough to live how they live. And it's not that, you know, we live this elaborate lifestyle, but, you know, they didn't necessarily have a lot of wants um, growing up and uh, definitely didn't have a lot of things that they needed growing up as well, too. So um, they, they had those things afforded to them. I would always make sure to um, allow them to see how other kids lived, you know, and then process with them afterwards, you know, what um, what the difference is between lifestyles and what some of those reasons are, you know, and it also allowed us to drive home education, you know, and um, opportunities as well. So that was one thing. Another thing is just, you know, getting to understand, you know, uh, diversity of life, um, you know, that was a huge component of it. A lot of the kids that they grew up with, they spent a lot of time uh, at our house, you know, spending the night. And, you know, so a lot, you know, our house was always full and, you know, having opportunities to even have more uh, brotherhood, even beyond, you know, the natural bloodline was a really, really good idea. And, you know, they still have those relationships intact today. So, you know, that's a huge component of it for me. Awesome. And for your son, obviously your son's still in high school. He's got two in college. What is it? What do you think it's bringing him up with? A lot of the same stuff. Uh, and just seeing that, you know, uh, it's not given, you know, it's not given to, uh, you know, to, to be in those positions. Like, you know, you got to work hard. And if he works hard, that he can be an example for other other people, you know, mir- mirroring what he's learned and showing other people. He's done a good job of helping out some of our younger kids that are in our camps and things like that because he remembers when he was in preschool and kindergarten. I said, you remember those drills that 
you did over and over and over again. I said, now you're able to teach that, teach that. And, uh, and I think teaching can help him become a, you know, a better player and a better leader too, as well. So I think that's a big thing. And also just appreciation for, uh, appreciation for mom, appreciation for dad, appreciation for other coaches too. If he sees that, uh, you know, dad's out there doing what he's supposed to do and helping out, uh, he, he's able to, you know, he's able to uh, put that in as well. Uh, so yeah, it's going to give him back. All right. And Greg, I got a question for both of y'all coming in on this one of when you look at the kids that you've helped, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some when you, when you, and when we talk about lose some, it's, it's a, you're not going to gain the mental, you're not going to gain the trust of every kid. What do you think is one of the hardest things for yourself that has been through so many lifestyles? What do you think is probably one of the hardest ones to connect to for yourself? Um, I wouldn't say that in terms of difficulty um, connecting because I always find some type of way to do it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, my background is as a um, former mental health uh, practitioner. So, you know, that was always something that I utilized. And even when I first started coaching uh, with my son's group, uh, I was going through my internship and practicums and things of that nature. So, you know, I always was able to kind of tap into those. But in terms of the other side of it, um, I work at, det- at the detention center at DCYC, Douglas County Youth Center. and So everything we think you've <clears throat> seen, we have no idea. <laughs> and, and same with the kids that come to your facility that Absolutely. think you have, I'm the worst nightmare. And you're like, no, nah, man, you're, you're bottom shelf for yeah, me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, kids from robberies to murder to, you know, I mean, all walks of, of life, you know, kids who probably don't deserve to be in there, you know, um, and we help to get them expedited out as quickly as possible. But um, that's the thing that helps motivate fuel me as well, too, is I see what the possibility is if they go down the wrong path and try to help them understand and realize when they're out. Or I've had situations where kids who were in who are actually playing with our program now, you know, and we're able to get connected through resources that way. So, you know, it's a it's it's, it's a spectrum, you know, that try to help at least just keep them in the middle or if anything, right on the right path. All right. And then, Mo, I got one for you when it comes to the kids that you've helped through your program. And even the ones that possibly came to you without even a dribbling skill. How do you counteract the fact of others watching, poaching, looking to grab someone? The reason I ask this is because it, it isn't just you. It's across the United States. And the worst part is, is the investment that you've put into someone and it's not a matter of no one can go to anybody else. You, everybody is welcome to go to who they want to go to. But it's more of when they leave for something that's not even a reason to leave. Uh, that, <laughs> me, me and I have talked almost every day. Uh, that, that one kind of hits home. Uh, it's because we invest a lot of time into these kids. And, and I, I think we are uh, two of the few that actually do it for the right reason. There's a lot of good coaches out here for every sport. We're not, I'm not saying that. But there are a lot of people that do it for other reasons. And sometimes they start off as really good coaches or really good programs, and then it, something changes. Usually it's financial. Usually it's, you know, uh, a jealousy thing or something like that too. But I think we've been two of the ones that's been very consistent on that. And I've had, I've had people come to practices and sit with a camera and, and record a drill. And then I look on Facebook and I'm like, 
man, this is the guy that was supposed to be bringing his kid here, and he's, like, recording a drill. And so when I was younger as a coach, I was starting to get my business going, I'd get upset, you know. And so I'd re- react, you know. I'd go message him, like, hey, man, that's my drill. What are you doing? But as I got older into it, I, I took it as a sign of endearment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they maybe I am doing something right. If somebody wants to copy what I'm doing and they're doing something right, but at the end of the day, it's supposed to be for the kids. And so if it's gonna if it's gonna help your kids, more power to you. But I want you know I want to know that you know you you're gonna come here and I'm gonna be consistent no matter what. Now when it comes to poaching kids, and I, you know I think Greg kind of uh, talk about this again. Kids will play for whoever and where they're gonna go. Uh, we always preach. I think both of us is go where go where you're wanted for one, and go what is the right fit for you. Right for you. Um, I even tell kids, mom might say something. You know, uh, dad might say something different. That might not be the thing for you. If you know and do your research, or you know the coach, or you've done your research, you know, uh, or someone's told you, go to where you're going get to get to play. You're going to have fun. You're going to get developed. I think development's a big, big thing, and go that way. I'm more bothered, like you said, I'm more bothered by I have a bad game. I, you know, uh, I didn't get sleep last night, and so – because I played bad, because I didn't get sleep, because my mom didn't have my uniform ironed or my shoes ready, and I showed up with some Crocs and didn't have my I didn't have my my basketball shoes. Now it's the organization's fault, and now I need to leave, and I'm going to run somewhere in the Jarabelle's fault. That's where I think the parents kind of fell, and I think the kid as a player kind of fell. Especially the older they are, it's like you can't keep running from stuff, and you're going to have to take accountability for it. So I look at like my background in the baseball industry. I see two different types of organizations. I see developers and recruiters. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay? so funny. And, and, like, you know, there's organizations that do a great job yep. developing their kids, you know, and creating good players, and there's a lot of big organizations that do a great job poaching those kids. Yes. Is that true? And then claim them, right? And then they claim them. Yeah. Everything they do, they commit to college and, like, yes. retweet, retweet, Gross. you know? like Man. The My Guy organization right. is what I like to so, call So is that pretty true in basketball It's absolutely well? true. Yes. What I say is I say that there are developers of talent and there are connoisseurs of talent. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Sometimes there's a need for both, to be honest. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I look yeah. at it, too, like – you got to have someone selling you too, and, but and I think a lot of parents have told you know a lot of parents get into the uh, for us I think in the, you know uh, I don't great for a while so that and just for us it's like we could take a kid and put him on one rim and take a couple cones and develop and that kid would be more developed than a kid that's going to a a place where there's seventy five kids and they're doing the exact same thing and you're not even noticing that these other ten are light years behind and they just rush to you because they have a pro, you know, thing. but I got parents like, yeah, I really want to go to this place because they have a big building. I heard parents tell me that they have a big building and you'll get a shirt and they'll give you some shorts and, and, and they, they all have stuff at this time. I'm like, I have no idea what that does for your kid, <laughs> you know, but I know that I can work with him and I'm going to be consistent of developing them where he needs to be or where his goals are, you know? And so my, one thing I say is I want to help somebody meet and exceed their goals, you know? And if that kid can meet and exceed the goals that they come in with, I think we're, I think we're successful as developers. And honestly, I would say just in terms of the poaching and things of that nature, um, at, early on, I took, it, I took it to heart. And I took it to heart because my vision was a family, a community 
based environment. Well, I mean, you're having them to your house. It, it, right. Yeah, I, for anybody that, that listens to this, if a coach has your son at their house, he means something more than you think he means to Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and you know, bringing them in with my children and, you know, have those ties and those connectivities. I mean, it was, it was more to me. And then to understand that, you know, to gain the realization that it only meant what parents were looking for for their child to them was hard for me because we invested so much. I gave so much of my time, so much of my family and things of that nature. So I had to take a step back, you know, to re-engage and understand how I wanted to be able to approach with the same spirit, but with uh, a more um, um, judicious mind frame. How often do you see that? Like someone leave? Like I, I know this happens to me all the time and and I've learned and grown like a lot like you guys have in that regard too. How often do you ever see it like be successful? You know, they're going the other side, um, you know, grass is greener, whatever the reason is. How often do you see it work out for them? It, um, I think for me, for me it, it can. You know, it can work, but then it's a double-edged sword because you kind of feel like you did 90% of that and then they took and went somewhere else and they gave them 10 and so then that, you know, it, it, they feel it, like they did the they hundred, did, you know, the hundred. And then on signing day, you know, on signing day, like you said, uh, my guy hand around your guy, you're like, wow, <laughs> you know, like, wow, you know? So again, when I was younger, I think same thing. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I was like, I was mad. You know, I was like, what, how, you know? So it's for me, it's the two things. It's like, I really want to help because you like the kid. We do it for the right reason. But the other part is like, man. But do you see it more like, during a season, or do you see it more of at the end or beginning? I think it's throughout. Throughout, yeah, yeah I think okay. it's throughout. Yeah. You know, there's there's no no real differences. But to me, I think the biggest thing is you know you don't necessarily gain the notoriety. And you know, I tell kids anyway, whether it's me, whether it's another trainer, that um, don't ever let anyone claim your success. Yes. You know, I'm giving you tools and resources to be able to do it. But you're the one that's sweating. You're the one that's bleeding. You're the one that's crying and working and going through all this stuff, sacrificing. So don't ever let anyone claim your success. It belongs to you. You know, I'm just here to help you out in other, whatever way I can. If you feel like someone else is doing that, can do a better job of it, then so be it. You know, I, I'm confident in what my abilities to be able to help facilitate growth and, de and development. Right. I've, I've learned a lot. I've, I've gained a lot of respect for Coach Hep, just being you know, being around him, I, I got to travel with his boys, and we, 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 you know, and what he's saying and what he provides for the kids outside there, he did the same thing with his kids. So it's not like he, like, we, we've been in the car, and he's had conversations with Rain, you know, and, and Chucky that they were actually harder, uh, you know, than he would have some other kids. I'm like, wow, that's, that's real. I mean, that's real. The same thing I do with my son, that's real, and you want that. I think you want that. Somebody's passionate about everybody but it's like i'm gonna hold you accountable because you're in my house i'm gonna hold you accountable because you know my expectations so when you're not meeting the expectations or your own expectations you know you're failing yourself you know and that was a big respect thing and any trainer that i've you know i've worked with or talked to or people ask me do you like this person i never i don't what a young guys guy i don't hate on anybody you know but i just know that they should probably have the same passion throughout with every single kid, no matter what. And then that gives me a little bit more, to, uh, you know, comfort to either refer them or respect that person. Yep. See, and for me, what, what the hardest thing for me is I played sports all the way up to high school. And then I went from 
Papillion, Bellevue to Omaha South. Like, and I knew nobody. And so I never really got to experience the high school sports. So trying to go through it with kids is probably one of the hardest things because I'm a coach. And if you don't play or you don't make something, you know a why. What do you think is the biggest discouraging reason of why coaches that I'm seeing, or at least what I'm experiencing, I could be the only one, but obviously you two have kids that have been in this in the in the high school realms where like are people afraid to be honest? And and even if it comes to your guys' practice, I would much rather have I mean, I've had Hep tell me personally, this is what I felt about your son. And I take it and I run with it. And I just don't understand why if you're paying, and even, yes, people go, well, it's school, it's, you're not paying, but you are paying. You're paying for school every day that they go to school. Absolutely. But what is so hard for coaches to provide the right feedback, or even trainers? You know, what's the difference between someone that wants to take your money or someone wants to make sure that your kid, I mean, everybody, knock on wood that I've been putting my son with, whether it's Southworth, whether it's Hepburn, whether it's Joe Pro, whether it's Mo, I'd much rather you be honest with me than to try to just keep beating the bush and taking the money because I'm going to see it in two times. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yep. Brian, why don't you go? Yeah, I you're mean, in the minority there. <laughs> I, you know, experience, you know, when you tell people the truth, they usually don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not until three years from now that they don't acknowledge that how beneficial that that could have been or was for them. You know, it's, I always tell people, it's like, you might not like me now, because I'm telling you the truth, but you're going to appreciate it in three or, or four years from now. I mean, I think that's the toughest part. A lot of people can't take that criticism, and they don't know what to do with it. And then, yes. you know, then there's other people, though, that, you know, they don't look at it as criticism. That's just feedback. Now mm-hmm. now we can get to work. And, I mean, there's two totally different, and especially when you get with the younger kids, mm-hmm. you know, not like a mature college person yet. I mean, right. they're still growing developmentally. A lot of people don't know what to do with that feedback, and sometimes they shut it down. Gotcha. Yep. What do you What do you experience? It? I, I I'm I'm always going to be you know forthright and allow the person to make that decision because at the end of the day, you know the finances that are provided to me, I don't want anyone to come back to me and say, "Well, you said this and didn't provide that." So, but what I what I what I have learned is that. Anytime I want to give that um, difficult, have that com- difficult conversation with that, you know, feedback that uh, is not what they want to hear, I always want to, <clears throat> excuse me, try to provide um, the, the the path to success and to be able to get where they want to be. You know, your son, your daughter is this, this, this currently, but with these things can get to where, you know, he or she wants to be. Mo? <laughs> yeah, same, same thing is... Um I, I just want to be honest, you know, I just want to be, I, I, I want to sleep at night, you know, I want to sleep at night, uh, and it, it's hard, I mean, we've been in situations, I think, we've sat and heard people say one thing, and you're like, wow, I mean, you're sitting here, I know you're not going to provide that, are you, you're absolutely, you're not going to do that, you know, and for me, it's like, if I don't tell the, tell the truth, it will come back, you know, it will come back, you know, um, uh, and I tell kids, I'm like, nothing's guaranteed. I met a kid today. Uh, mom came to me, and she's like, if he does his training with you, I know he'll get better. He has this one trainer. He has this one person. And I say, I 
will do my best. I will give you everything that I know, and I'll refer you to whoever that can help with this part here. But I don't know what his grades are like. I don't know what his personality is like. I don't know what the coach at that school is looking for. I don't. I don't know if he works hard. I don't. I have no idea what he does in tryouts or practice. I have no idea. But I know what I can do. So I never give guarantees. I just say the more uh, the more you show up, the more you work hard in front of me. I can see where you're going at and how you're developing. But I don't know what you do outside of here. But it's going to take a little bit more than two three days of training with me and stopping stopping. So I just I'm just honest. Like and I tell I told the lady like I don't pay me. If you want to hear that, I guarantee you success. I, I can't. I'm not going to do that because you, your kid has to do the work. I like that, and and I think, I think when you you don't just paint this mirror of perfection or of everything, because the one thing that is out of your hand is there's two, the home life, and what they do outside of that door as soon as they leave, and I think that's probably. Some of the hardest things as parents, um, I mean, I know I didn't experience any of this extra workouts before or after. You're counting on practice to be enough. You're counting on, but I think in high school, because how quick the time is, even though there is some development time, and I don't know how it's used or whatever, that's between them, but I think if you're a high school parent, you have a kid in high school, you really need to look beyond the sport and and reach out and... uh there's so many assets, but it's also how do you, how how do they find the right asset? I mean, that's probably one of the hardest things to decide, and because there isn't like a lot of reviews, it isn't like I can go on and and find Coach Mo's you know association and find all these reviews that people are saying. You have to kind of go by the voice and who you know. It it goes back to who you know more than sometimes. So when it do, when it goes from who you know. How is it that you can attract the right people or how do you get connected with those people? So honestly, that's that's probably the biggest thing is the connectivity. And um, what I do is I do some social media stuff, you know, put some, you know, videos and things of that nature that I do out there. But the biggest thing is that people are are always going to want to go to where um the product is more popular and <laughs> the popularity tends to come from name brand. Um, you know, sometimes artificial or superficial things, you know, is what a lot of people tend to gravitate towards. Um, you know, everything, my stuff is, you know, Christy Heights, um, you know, pace athletics has allowed me to be able to um, get in there and more recently, you know, we are at... Um, well, real quick, can you yeah. just just elaborate on the pace? Because I think a connection of that sort is something that not just them, but just there needs to be more people that have that same feeling of these kids are the ones that need you more than you think because they're going to either be the ones that are going to have your back in the future and make sure that you're taken yeah. care of as, yeah. a, as an older adult or they're, yeah. they're going to be the ones that unfortunately are the ones going to gas stations robbing or shooting yep. someone. Yep. Absolutely. And so what, how did you get a connection even with pace? So um, with pace was uh, just a youth that um, played for me. His parent was really engaged um, with the program, really kind of rooted with them. And so, um, you know, in terms of facilities, allowing us to come in and practice. And then that relationship came, um, 
you know, kids that you guys have that wanted to play but couldn't afford to, we definitely will take them. Um, and, you know, the re- relationship has just kind of grown over the past four to five years. So um, they stand in the gap for a lot of kids who um, don't have the resources. You know, they are the resource, you know, whether it's through soccer, baseball, flag football, basketball with myself. You know, they have a lot of really quality people, you know, in terms of coaches that are there you know, to help um, give that instruction and, you know, provide outlets, you know, and opportunities away from what uh, current life is, maybe at home or in the, their home environment. Mo, you got anything on yours? Yeah, so uh, I love pace. Actually, my son has done in, uh, soccer and, he's, and then my daughter just got done with the uh, volleyball. Yeah. Um, and with that is, you know, that's, that's a great, and they do great. They do a great job. And I remember going to places, again, the name, the building, the fancy lights, and my kids stood there, or they came home, and they're like, I, I didn't learn anything, or they just kind of skipped over me, you know? And then, you know, I look at my account, and I'm like, they got me and mom's money, <laughs> you know? So, and, you know, I'm a believer. I think we all are believers. Like, you start something, you finish it, you know? But, you know, but... We will talk after this, <laughs> this session. And like, if you didn't like it or you didn't feel you were developed, then we're not we're not going back to do it. You know, we're not going back to do it. And um, yeah, it's it's partnerships. It's knowing who you know. Um, I got a call from a uh, uh, Brent over at uh, Activate, and so uh, you uh, they trains work with Brent yeah, and uh, Krista, and they 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 own it. And they said we need a we need somebody in here that does speed and agility work that works with kids. It has a presence in here, and I mean it was a it just. Happened overnight. I've been to different gyms, and they didn't have the same, you know, the same stuff. Uh, you know, my uh, other gym, a couple of gyms were cool, but the other ones, you know, they wanted something else, or it was a, it was a, another reason to get me in there. And so, like, if they can get me in, oh, hey, can I have access to your 10, 12 kids? And we, I think, Greg, you might feel this way, too. It's like, I don't, there is a part of you that's like, I don't know if I want this certain person, if I can help it around that kid because personally I know what your goal is and that's not that kid's goal we're with these kids a lot and we know them. they tell us stuff outside you know like hey um I had this issue with a coach I had this issue at school I don't like this approach and we see that and so when you get people that are like hey I want to you know I want to hang out and, and try to see what you guys are doing I get a little you know get a little weary of uh providing you know providing those names and stuff for those kids and it, again, it, it is all about who you know. Like we, I think we met that way. Um, uh, like I said, my son could go play for whoever. I think any kid can go play forever. That's that's the thing. You know, we never tell a kid like, no, you just have to be at this one place. It's it's going to be great for you because it may just not. It may not be the year. It may not be the team for you. It may not be the coach for you that particular year. But what we always say is like, you know, I I researched and I and I saw the results. I'm like. I want somebody that's outside of me that's doing this, you know, is telling my kid, my own kid, work harder, you know, do this. I'm going to hold you accountable and I want you to get better and I'll help you get better if you show up. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want anybody to tell me like, oh, he's the best player in here. Did you see him play? No, that's good. Your, your check clear, but he's the best player in here. <laughs> you, you know, like, oh, okay, because that's weird because he didn't come to practice last week. So you're not going to hold him accountable for that, you know, because – I, I would, you know, like, no, that's fine. He'll be fine. You know, I'm like, you just want me to keep paying, you know. But then he goes to a tryout, and then it's, you know, it's nothing like we said it was going to be. So it's it's always about, you know, finding those right connections. 
Well, and I like that you said the whole tryout thing. Obviously, um, there's a lot of, oh, man, how do I put this? Amongst the basketball and baseball, AAU, or even just select sports in general. Obviously, Brian, your son is just now starting. You guys have both experienced to not only where they might have been on a team, but where you also created a team. How do you feel? Because, like, for my son, what I watched is in the past six years, I've watched Elkhorn go from two to eight in the same grade grade level. Um, OSA go from two to 12. Um, You watch other programs keep one to two. But you guys are also advocators for kids to play. So how do we find an even balance because Brian has said on on one of our previous shows, I mean, select sports really, there's not a guarantee of a payoff on the other side. It's more of the memories. I mean, don't get me wrong. Chucky and Trey both are living the dream that you have put forth to them, and they are working it hard. Two different routes, not the same, but they are both dogs out there working it. Obviously, your son's coming up. So it's just like with being an advocate of people playing, how do you get – parents to understand what level you really should be playing at without spending the money. I mean, he said at AU, I mean, he's like, I want to experience it all. We're going to go to the Dells. He goes, it's really not about the baseball because we're going to probably play some of the worst shit baseball we've ever played. (laughs) But be at the pool all day roll out. Let's play baseball. No. How many scholarships do you get in division one basketball? That's a great question that I do not have the answer not sure. for. Um, I got to look it up. Yeah, Hold I'm on. Sure. You guys go go ahead and just speak a little bit about – Well, because obviously there's a lot of teams that just – Yeah. So in baseball, you get like 11.7 scholarships to be split up between 27 people. Mm. So in the baseball world, you know, I mean, you're getting like a third, you know, to 50%. Right. You know, they got to divvy that up. And then, you know, there's academic money too. but. Sure. In the grand scheme of things, in baseball, I mean, you're going to be paying a lot, quite a bit of money to go to college still. Yeah. So by the time, I mean, you know, these these teams can cost $2,500 just for dues before travel. You know, but if you just add that up, what you paid 8 to 18, hmm. you know, if you would have been better off just putting it in a savings account yes. paying for college later on. So D1 yeah. basketball, 13 scholarships okay. a year. Okay. How many? 13. 13. How many people do they roster? 18? Uh, usually about... Between like fourteen to eighteen, that's pretty good in basketball. Yeah, revenue that's generating a good, sport. Yeah. That's yeah. a good. That's a good ratio. Then it is. It is. So but when you look still at fewer spots available, you yeah, know, as well. The ceiling to be a basketball player just seems so high with only five people on the court. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to be good. Yep. yep, exactly. Or hit the portal. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we asked a whole another conversation. So, so real quick on the on the, on the multiple, just on the multiple levels of like what makes it where someone just goes, oh, I'm going to create another. Like, how does that does that feel like it waters down what you guys take pride in? Yes and no. Um, the biggest thing to me is um, providing opportunity. You know, because regardless, at the end of the day. Um, kids need to have outlets. They need to be able to, you know, engage in uh, pro-social activities, you know, so you want that. Um, I think your question in terms of level discovery, I think that is a completely separate issue. Um, And I think that assessments, honesty, accountability, all those things need to really come into play at that point. Um, But I think that 
often more times than not, um, whether it's communication, whether it's um, overzealousness, that is typically lost in translation from parent to child. Um, and Or uh, the child has that dream but doesn't understand the, um, the tangible things that will get them to those points. And once, you know, those things are presented to them, they tend to retreat from it. And then there's this tug of war, you know, of, you know, the process. And then the parent gets involved, you know, with the other parental, you know, elements within the team, you know. The, or the someone's in their ear talking. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all of it. So, you know, you just have all these dynamics that are going on. But I have seen, so there's there's been you know, AAU beforehand, but with my sons, we were kind of that first really tier of traveling, you know, going to, uh, ad, which is crazy to me. I think back about it now, fourth grade, fifth grade, going to Vegas. To See, I didn't hear beach. about it. Until, yeah. I mean, I, I was one of the high school coaches at Omaha South and when it's like sophomore year, I think for Fant and all them, and they're all going, yeah, we're going to Vegas to play basketball. I'm like, right. what? <laughs> They're like, no, we're really playing. And then, of course, it turned into what they turned into a championship. But that's a whole different level. It is. It is. And I think a lot of times I think that, um, you know, there's just there's more than just competition and there's more than just development that's involved in that process. And the biggest thing is the um, creation that helps facilitate youth dreams, you know, and I think that's the thing that sells most is, you know, providing a platform and opportunity for your child to come participate in these sports and all these other things. And <clears throat> there are just so many elements that are connected to it, you know, that that connects emotionally, financially, you know, and just all these other components. Well, I think the traveling, those tournaments, I know when I took a previous team through, you know, when you travel to big cities, you realize that you're one of 100 people in Houston alone just like you, you know, and sometimes you don't always see that in Nebraska, like smaller state, smaller population, Mm -hmm. but you get down to like Texas or I'm sure like California, wherever it is, and there's a whole bunch of you. Um, So I think that's important. One thing I've noticed about basketball and, and like we kind of run into where it's like basketball is turning into an all year round sport. I mean, you're, you're playing in the summer, you know, you, then you got, you're playing even through the fall, like winter, it's all year. How do you balance competition and development? Because sometimes I know, you know, you can go play all day, but if you don't have like the right footwork or or whatever, you need to practice. How do you balance all that with your players? So for me, um, we I was heavily involved in summer, you know, basketball and traveling and things of that nature, and almost to a point to where I regret how immersed we were within that culture. Um, and if I had to do it over again, I would. Uh, take the group that we had that competed year round and just work on more, you know, development practice, you know, getting things, you know, skill work, things of that nature so that they can engage in the other stuff because it was difficult. You know, we lost a couple of players, you know, for that specific reason that were heavy baseball players. And, you know, some of it was what we, you know, initiated. Some of it is what other parents initiated, you know, and it was just difficult because, you know, there's relationships there, you know, with the kids, with the parents, all this stuff. And it was just really difficult uh, to do that, but I wish that we had just had the opportunity to just 
you know, work on skill and, you know, allow them to continue and maybe done one or two tournaments instead of eight to 10 tournaments, you know, throughout the course of the summer, because I, I am an advocate of multiple sports because I know how, you know, the first thing is uh, when you're away from a sport, you miss it. And when you miss it, you love it more, you know, so when you return to it, it just builds that much more passion. But then, you know, other, you know, parts of your body that you move, that you engage yep. in, you know, helps prevent injury. You know, there's just so many components to being able to participate in multiple sports, but the opportunities to be able to do it have, uh, have been dwindling lately. And that's the unfortunate piece. Mo, what do you, what do you feel on that topic? Well, one thing is uh, uh, social media has been a gift and a curse. Um, if social media is around in college, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So, <laughs> oh man, I have to <laughs> say, I mean, I mean, even like with the with the with the the gaming. I mean, gaming got hot about 2000. Like, is when it really got yeah, hot and right. going. If it was before that, I might not have graduated, or who yeah. knows what I'd be doing. Mm. And obviously, now there's routes in that way. Yep, so sure. You know, that's crazy. Like, you can get scholarships and, and yeah. make money by playing a video game. Like, it's crazy to think, but it's true. But obviously... It's, it's hard. It's hard for kids to balance it. You know, like you said, you can go that route. Or we're looking at who's ranked the top freshman in 2025 based off a 10 list that your friends made. And then some of these kids get into their head, and then they go to me. They go to coach, and they're like... Coach, I got to work hard, so I'm, I'm number four on that list because right now I'm better than number two or three. And we're like, what list? <laughs> you know, like, what list? Like, we don't care about a list, like, whatsoever. Like, what are you doing to get better? You, you're getting better. Stop worrying about a list. And they get so engaged of who's going here, who's transferring, who's coming to my school, who's doing this. And I, we get calls all the time of panic rather than stay off of it, use it for what it is, and just work harder, you know, work harder. Ryan a little bit and like Greg said the process is so diluted for some kids on the, in their own mind you know the process is, is what it is you, you show up and show out you know you keep working you do what you're supposed to do but they make it diluted and the parents don't the parents are part of the problem too where it's like we you know we have a plan kids are doing a b and c we're good we're on the same path and there's somebody in their ear and they say hey you should probably go and train with me well why <laughs> <laughs> why I got a big building. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I got a big building. Build, you're right, right, right. Correct. And, and I'm tall, you know, and I played basketball. And I, I'll get those all the time. Like, so, you know, I didn't play any sports. I don't understand that. And I think that's where, where the passion for me is I I wasn't heavily recruited, those kind of things. In, in high school, I was a pretty good athlete, but I was more of a comedian. <laughs> you know, I was – like, hanging out, just hanging out, having fun, you know. But I, I was very, very athletic. And I didn't really take it serious until I got to college. And so my journey is different from Coach Hepps. It's different from whoever. But that makes me more passionate of working in uh, doing what I do is because I know what it's like to get overlooked because right away they're like, I can't – I mean, you're not tall. I, I don't know what that's to do with basketball. This is in the 80s. I mean, but, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I'm, I'm – I'm pretty skilled, you know, I'm stronger, I'm faster, I can jump higher. And when, when, when Hep was talking about the multiple sports, we advocate for that stuff there. You know, we have, if our, our players want to go play another sport, I know we talk about, like, I'm glad you're the quarterback for your school. That's great. You know, that's great. If you got to go miss it to go to a camp this summer, let us know and do it. But a lot of organizations are like, 
No, you are indebted to us. You better not even think about going to 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 a baseball thing. You can't go to vacation with your parents. I'm like, and that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. I'm gonna go to vacation. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. Away. I'm going to the beach. You know, like that. I mean, if you're holding me back from that, and those memories never get back. And like I think you said earlier is. Even that memory of going to the hotels, going, having, swimming at the pool with your friends, having, we went, we, I did my first AAU run with my program last year. You know, you get ups and downs, but kids are, that came back this year, or kids remember, like, man, I remember we played some games, we played some really tough teams. The Mall of America was so cool, I'd never been in my life. You know, and to some people, they're like, I go all the time because I have enough money. But some of those kids, they're like, that might have been their only vacation. There were several kids that had never been outside of Nebraska that we took last year to go play. And they competed really well, but they remember their, you know, the Mall of America. They the moments. That moment. Going to pool, being – and these guys are still friends, and I think that's where we are. Like, look, the ball's going to stop bouncing, one, you know, one day, and but you still can be friends with these people. You can still be a good person overall, good husband, good brother. And I want to, you know, I think we want to create those kind of memories. You know, not everybody's going to get a scholarship, you know, but – Everybody can be a good person and, you know, maximize the talents while we have them. Yeah. I, uh, you know, to get you both out of here at a decent time, and obviously I know that we got to come back. This is, <laughs> man, we've been running into this. for 45 minutes, 40 minutes just ain't long enough. But, Coach Mo, if you want to let people know about your program, how they can find you and get a hold of you for your stuff, and then same with you, Coach Hep, that way people can make the connection I um I am Coach Mo, so Coach Mo Athletics. So you can find me on Facebook under Coach Mo. It's M O E Athletics uh, LLC. Uh, also on Instagram, it's the same way, and I'm on Twitter, Coach Mo 2015, because that's when I officially got my LLC. Walked away from the doubters and went and got my LLC, and um, I was told I wasn't going to succeed. I was going to have one kid follow me, and I probably worked with over three to four hundred different kids. Um, so that's that's that means a lot to me in that aspect. So you can find me on those. Uh, I'm a, a certified speed and agility specialist, so I work out of Activate with um, a good crew of people, like Krista and Brent. So we do that those on the weekends during the year. We'll do a lot for that, and we have a basketball academy that's for all ages. That's year round. Um, a lot of, typically a lot of our younger kids do that so they'll get a little bit of speed and agility but we give them a lot of basics two two times a week um, sometimes three to work on that and then we uh, we, we have summer teams with Greg we talk about his we have summer teams and just probably provide options you know we don't I don't have a bunch I have one for every level but it's an option for kids to experience either travel ball or higher level uh, basketball and you can find that all on the, on the website all right and hemp Yes, so I do two different things. Um, I do mentality training basketball group, and that is uh, three days a week. Um, You can find me on Instagram and on um, Twitter. It's at Coach underscore Hep. And um, I also do Omaha Ice, and that is at O-M-A, all caps, underscore E-Y-C-E, lowercase. And for those, we do third. Well, right now we currently have 14 and up, but we will do 13 and up. I won't do anything under there for summer basketball teams just because I want kids to go out and engage in other sports. Um, That's why we offer. That's the reason why I started with the training group and just, you know, 
go play your sport. I do three days a week of training. If you can come get in one session per week, you know, as long as your son is touching or daughter is touching the basketball, getting shots up, you know, training with us, then, you know, they'll be fine. But go engage in other sports, please. Well, I greatly appreciate Coach Mo, Coach Hep, hanging out with Brian and myself as we finish another Wired Access we greatly appreciate everybody listening. Remember, if you have a family member that you know that might be struggling with their kid in these things that we talked about today, don't be afraid to share it. If it gets to one more person of how important the schedule is, doing other sports, making a family out of it instead of just thinking, oh, the more I pay, the better ending result there's going to be, or the bigger the building, or... You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. The big buildings are nice and they look good. But if the heart isn't there, you're really not learning the game of basketball or beyond the game of basketball. Everybody have a great night. Thank you.